Well, hey there. Welcome to the People Gardener podcast. I'm Rhonda Delaney, your host, also known as the People Gardener. Thrilled to put this podcast together to help small business owners, new business owners, frustrated business owners, and aspiring leaders, whether they're inside business or outside. Each week, we bring you some actionable steps so that you can actually improve your skill as a leader. That's what we're about. We're here to help you become a better leader by giving you access to lots of different perspectives. The guests are varied. We're thrilled to have them. Get out your pen, get out your paper, and be ready to learn. Every single episode, you're going to be able to take something away that you can implement. Are you ready? Let's get to work. I am really excited today to have someone who has a title that I don't know anybody else that has this title. She's the Chief Heart Officer. And I met her online, oh, it's probably the better part of a year ago, and was really drawn to her message. And her message is summed up in a four-letter word, and that is love. She comes from a place of love. She wants to spread love. She cares about the over 800 humans that she interacts with every day at VaynerMedia. And one of the things that she's written that I love is that her role is filled with the exquisite dirty work of being human. And that's one of the, the awesome things about leadership is, yeah, it's dirty, it's messy, it's phenomenal. But then she tacks on, in her opinion, it's the best kind of work there is. And she's fortunate that it's not just a job, it's her life. So welcome, Claude Silver. So excited to have you here today. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Great to meet you finally, uh, you know, face to face. Right. Yes. Yes. Very much. Very much so. So what, as a leader in your company, as the, the chief heart officer, I've, uh, I've seen on some of your posts, you, you like 15 minute sessions with your people. How did you come up with that idea? And what is it that you, um, focus on or hope to accomplish in those 15 minute sessions? Yeah, well, I, um, you know, when I first took the job, I, I, the remit that my, my boss, Gary Vaynerchuk gave me was to touch every single employee and infuse the agency with empathy. And so in order to touch every single employee, I had to think about how I was going to do that because there's a lot of us. And so I started with half an hour meetings, 30 minutes, and I found that they were too long. In fact, we were kind of dilly-dallying in the beginning and dilly-dallying at the end, and the heart of the matter was right in the center. So in order to scale myself and make sure I could do the job, I cut back to 15. And I found that if you really are present with someone and you're asking, for the, the, you're asking the open questions or you're holding space or you're really just there to receive, you get some, you know, some great chit chat in the beginning, and then you just get right into the heart of it. And so I feel that 12 of the 15 minutes, we are actually 
doing something very um, magical, but also there's a lot of alchemy in what's going on there. So 15 minutes to me is a sweet spot. If I'm finding that we need more, either while I'm in that meeting, I'll move that next meeting or I'll ask that person to come back. And it all depends on the context and what, you know, what we're talking about and, and the level of, um, the level of uh, necessity, I would say, urgency. So in these, in these 15 minutes, you're exploring them, what their, their likes, their dislikes, their challenges, their goals, their aspirations. Oh, I'm doing that, but I'm also finding out like what's up. And so some of the 15 minutes are exploratory or the 15 minute meeting might be exploratory with, you know, Sally. But with Jack, it might be like, Jack and I really need to get something very, very clear quickly because Jack's performance might be suffering or I've heard that Jack is a bully or so I, you know, I'm going to, depends on, again, it depends on the scenario, how I'm going to go in and, you know, what, what I might drive and what I might, um, watch the conversation be driven, if, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one of the things that I noticed in, again in uh, something that you had written up as far as the culture and the pulse mm -hmm. of the place, and I'm sure in these 15 minute sessions, you are, are becoming aware and more aware of the pulse of each person, which then in turn is affecting the pulse of your place. You got that right. That is exactly it. Because each and every person is contributing to this culture in this office, for example. And then, you know, they're, they become part of the fabric that is sewn into the macro. And, you know, today I had a, an hour meeting. I ran a workshop with about 25 people for an hour. And I got the pulse that way because there were, there were 25 people that were while they weren't speaking directly about themselves, they were speaking about their ecosystems. And that gave me even further information um, and, and pattern recognition, which is really what I work on, quite frankly. You know, intuition is really patterns and, and the recognition of patterns. And, and so it's, um, it, was a good, it was a good hour that I spent there. Yeah, I, I love hearing um about vibe about pulse about feel because that's where i live <laughs> you know and just you, you being aware of just that energy that is around and you can feel when it's off when it's some and then you've got to figure out okay so what's making it off yeah you sure yeah you really can and i think in that in that moment, it's very important to be as objective as you can. You know, I think that that's one of the, the great things I think about being an intuitive leader is that I, and being someone that thrives on self-awareness is I have to remember that I got to check my read also. Like mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I don't have a bias reading a situation. So now I know there's offices in London, there's uh, Singapore, you've just opened an office in LA, there's, there, there's people. Are you physically going to those locations? Are you having interactions on a virtual basis with 
with folks? How, yeah. how do you how do you navigate these multi offices? Yeah. Um, so I do a lot via video, you know, Zoom and Slack and all that good stuff and just normal check-ins. But I do physically go to the offices as well. And there are people on my team that are in those offices, you know, that are on the people and experience team, AKA HR. So I'm able to touch base with them because in effect they, they're scaling me. And then there's also people in every single office that I have thought of as these culture champions that I know I can really get a pulse real quick and they'll just tell me the real deal. Uh, and that, that's what I want. I, I want to know the real deal so that we can either move things out of the way or continue you know, flushing that place with sunshine. So in the, in the hiring process of those remote locations, it was really important for, for you to find somebody that held the same thoughts, the same beliefs, the same uh, focus as far as this culture that you're wanting to create. Yeah, in their own way. Yeah. So, you know, I don't ever expect anyone to see the world like me, and I don't expect anyone to, you know, be an apple, an apple, an apple. In fact, that's the great thing about humans is that we love the diversity because then I can hear something through someone else's seeing and, and living it. So, however, the people that I do hire that are on my team definitely understand what we call the honey empire and how it is honey empire, not empire of honey. And then that is always going to be first and foremost, the most important that how we treat people is the most important things and how we, you know, pipe positivity and optimism and possibility through the system is going to be the most important thing. And how we also manage to call out you know, negative behavior and, and try to do something about that so it doesn't seep everywhere. All absolutely energizing things. You know, it, it, when you think about all the time that we actually spend at our at our workplaces you know to be able to work in an environment where the default is positivity is empathy is caring and is just open to possibilities not only do you come to work energized but you go home the same way that's and right. life is so much better yeah that's right you're not carrying that baggage of you know a crappy day or, or if you are, I want to know about that. Right. That's something I really want to, I want to know. I want to take that off of someone, take that burden off of them and figure out what's up. Okay. You have had a picture, um, well, several pictures actually on social media, uh, down on the floor, these cards. And I'm really intrigued with these cards. And I, I didn't blow up the image to see exactly what was on them because I wanted you to, to share what that card deck is all about and how you use it. Yeah. So uh, the card deck is chock full of, of career motivate, motivators and mostly motivators in, in your career. So there might be something that says, work-life balance, recognition, 
learning and development, knowledge, um, respect. There's, let's see, nine, six, 56 cards. And what I have people do is I, I have people pick, uh, I can't think of the number right now on the top of my head, but I have them pick five cards out of each little mini deck. And those are the things that are speaking to them. What are their priorities in their workplace? What are their priorities day to day? And I watch them do that. And then I ask questions about certain cards. And then I have them, through a process of elimination, start to take away the things they can do without or the things where they see duplication. And at the end of the half an hour, we have landed on six career drivers, motivators, things that are really super important to them. And then the last bit is I ask them to rank them in priority. What is the most important? Is, most, is the most important thing creativity? Great, cool. Now walk me through this story. And as you walk me through the story, is there anything that is not as engaged today as you want it to be? Or is there anything that is actually like supercharged like empathy is really engaged right now and you love it. And it's a way for me to actually get to know someone. And it's a wonderful way for them to take 30 minutes out of their day to actually think about themselves. And uh, the great thing is like, if I did it with you today, it might be a little bit different next week. And so it's fun for me to also have a, a wonderful creative moment with them. And that's what it is. It's really a, a way, it's a different way of coaching that I found is, is both um, effective and enjoyable and they, they, they have a takeaway. I can see the, the benefit of that 30 minute session and having to make choices. Yeah. A lot of instinct involved in there. What, what do I feel? What, this this moment and then really neat to be able to come in and do it again and to know that it's okay for the set to be completely different yeah well everything's okay because yeah. it's that it's their life i have no control over it uh and i like them to know that who they are today is going to be a little bit different than who they are tomorrow for some way, shape, or form, you know, because the sky is blue and the sky was gray yesterday, but their essence, what they're really after, isn't going to change much day to day. You know, they, I, I like to really help the, the people today have faith in themselves and know that they're tracking somewhere and that someone actually cares about them their managers care about them and their leaders care about them in a different way that I'm going to actually hold them. Right. Okay. So this is a, is this true, Claude, that you do not have a desk in your office? It is true. I would spin this computer around if you wanted to see it. <laughs> this has, is this, head. is this, um, uh, a new thing for you or have you done this before in other positions? No, in other positions, I always sat on the floor with everyone, which is actually my preference. Uh, however, in this role, it's necessary that I have an office and there was just no way I was going to have a desk 
that separated me from anyone else. Um, I want there to be, you know, the, the way this is set up is, is there's just comfortable chairs and somewhat of a circular motion here, a circular pattern, and, and it's for talking. You know, it's for figuring stuff out. It's not for stuff that you do on a desk. You know, uh, I don't, it just was so, it just felt so separatist. It's a beautiful, warm picture. Like for somebody, it's, it's a big deal for somebody to walk into the boss's office or their manager's office or whatever. Um, and, and I can just see chairs there. It's just like walking into somebody's living room. Hey, let's chat. Yeah. It's, it's, it's exactly like that. Or some people think it's like a therapy office. Like <laughs> I've got a little salt lamp going over there. It's oh, good. <laughs> very, very zen in here. And I see, I see for those, if those of you listening, we're actually doing this interview on a zoom, a video zoom call. And she's got this, you must have a beautiful window there because she's got this beautiful sunlight shining on her face and getting some getting some rays yeah just opened the sun just opened up and uh the clouds just opened up i should say and the hudson river's right there and it's it's beautiful i'm very blessed to have this office because i have a very expansive view and as i'm with people all day it's nice for me to be able to look at the water and kind of energetically let things wash out in a in a neutralized way yeah. good okay so now it's hot seat time Okay. This is the this is the time we we do the three simple actionable steps for the the listeners, the emerging and aspiring leaders. So let's start with your first step. Give us a give us some direction here. Okay. So my first step involves the ears. It is listening, listening to what the people are saying, listening to what they're not saying asking people questions on how it's going for them, what could be better, what they'd like to see more of, what their roadblocks are, where they, where they want to go, where they want the, the organization to go. So listening is the first thing. So basically being interested in what they're thinking, how they're feeling, what their aspirations are. Yeah. Being interested is exactly how I would say that. Interested, yeah. The second thing is taking action. So as a leader or an aspiring leader, your job is to actually do something with what you've just taken in. Your job is not to just be a repository. You are there to help them move things out of their way. You are there to help them grow, to achieve, to aspire to great, great things, to you know, land whatever, land that perfect campaign or win that piece of business or get that promotion. That is definitely part of your job as a leader, to take action. So we've got listening with interest and intent and taking action. And the third thing for me encapsulates one and two, which is as a leader, your job is to turn them into heroes. Your job as a guide and a coach, and I often say a Sherpa, and you are there to help people get to where they want to get to or where you feel like they could get to. 
So I really truly believe that there are, in today's day and age, so many people that want to be heroes. And the fact of the matter is, is sometimes you are a hero just by being. There's, there's nothing to do except help that other person get there, you know, lend a hand, be generous. Um, and I think, you know, generosity is really what is sewn into all three of these actions I just told you about, these steps, I should say. Right. I wrote a, a, a blog post. It was last year and it was titled, It's All About Them. Yeah. And the next blog post was it's still all about them <laughs> and it is as a as a leader my, your your being is there to help them be what they're aspiring to be mm-hmm. not what you think that they should be but where where they want to go and get the roadblocks out of the way do yeah. what what needs to be done. Yeah, I definitely think, you know, as a as a fairly new parent now, 15 months in. She of, is such a sweetie. <laughs> she's she's really adorable and she's she's got a little streak to her too. Uh well, what I've you know, in parenting, you know, in so many ways, I mean, this baby comes into the world with their own blueprint already. I mean, I can provide them with safety and and certainly experience and tons of love. But by no means do I want to turn her into who I wasn't or who I wanted to be. I mean, she's going to be who she's going to be. So my job is to make sure that she is safe and nourished and, and, uh, and loved. And she knows that at every step of the way, I'm going to have her back. And that's, what I'm doing here all day long. That's my, that's, I'm proud to do that. And I do believe that that is what leadership's about. Yeah. I love the three simple steps that you put forward. And I do know, no, I shouldn't say no. I I believe this to be true that so often new, new, leaders get so caught up in worrying about doing it all and all of the stuff that they have they think that they have to manage that they lose sight of how simple it really is yeah you care and love those human beings that you're leading and make it about them and it it'll all work out yeah. It'll all work out. Just move your ego to the back seat. Oh, there you go. Back of the bus. Yeah. Well, Claude, thank you so much for taking the time and sharing. It's been great to have you. Great to actually meet you uh, virtually. <laughs> and just appreciate you sharing your wisdom. Thank you for having me. Well, now, wasn't that informative? Thanks so much for listening to the People Gardener podcast. Please feel free to follow me on Instagram at the People Gardener and also on LinkedIn. It's Rhonda Delaney on LinkedIn. If you haven't already downloaded my 25 ways to be interested, the core foundational element of leadership, go to rondadelaney.com forward slash workbook. 
It's a workbook and a challenge. Thanks so much again for listening. We'll see you again next week.